Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Fuse 8. Children's books. Why, what, and how? Fuse 8 and Kate will break it down for you now. Hey, Betsy. Hey, Kate. So you know how last week we did the Caldecott contenders? We did, yes. So I thought it'd be a good idea to put it out on the Instagram story to see if people thought that your top three recommendations, if they thought that they agreed with it or not. Okay, fair. Uh, And of uh, about, I think it was about around 85% of people agreed that they think one of those three is going to win. Well, yeah, duh. I'm I'm very good at choosing. (laughs) Well, then it was between the water protectors mm-hmm. and the honeybee. Mm-hmm. And I put up another poll saying, of the two, which one do you guys think is going to win? Ooh. It was tight. It yeah. Was, it was a tight race. Yeah. But I think about 53% of people said water protectors. Uh, you know what? Just, was it last night? Last night, I did a live Newberry Caldecott trivia show uh, with fellow blogger Travis Yonker. And at the end, we suddenly just, we had not planned this, but suddenly someone had asked, like, what do you think is going to win the Caldecott? And I let Travis go first. And you know what he said? Honeybee? We are water protectors. Uh. He really thinks that's got a good chance. And then, but he, he, and he mentioned two honors that we did not consider, uh, but he did not mention Honeybee. So I agreed with him. I said, I agree with you, water protectors. However, sir, Honeybee is a fine book that should win all the things. So, oh. And it had much love in the comments. So, well done there. Yeah. But before we explain what any of that meant, uh, who are you? <laughs> I am Kate. And I am Betsy. And what is the name of said show here? Fuse 8 and Kate. That's right! And what we do about things on said show here? Talk about kids' books. Yes, picture books, specifically. And whether they're good or, or crap. Or crap, Exactly. <laughs> It's just fun to say that word. It's the whole thing. I was going to say something else, but then I had a sense for myself. Very good. I am very <laughs> proud of you. We won't have that little tiny E that they sometimes put on podcasts and, uh, oh. and Spotify music where yeah. it's like, explicit. <laughs> we are not explicit. Children listen to our show, apparently. Oh. I guess. God help their tiny little souls. <laughs> yes. Um, today, and for today's book. I was thinking to myself, we haven't done a good old-fashioned, some people love it and some people loathe it book. We did most of the major contenders. Uh, We did Love You Forever and Rainbow Fish and The Giving Tree. Those are the easy ones. But there are others out there. They're not, the the, the emotions that they sort of inspire uh, are not as as potent, I would say. But uh, today's book, some people really do adore it including our mother. And some people truly do loathe it. So like you? No, I don't loathe it, but I've, I have complex feelings about it. So I can't wait to loathe it. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to pull it out right now. That's how much I love you. By Sam McBratney. Illustrated by Anita Durham. 
Sure. Jerem? Why not? I'm sure she's British and we wouldn't be. It's probably pronounced something like Bob. I've seen this book in like Target. You've seen (laughs) the ultimate compliment. (laughs) I've seen your work in Target. Well, uh, the fact of the matter is that we lost Sam McBratney in 2020. He was old. um, So, you know, he, he lived a nice, long, wonderful life. Um, but, and so it's a little late in the game, but I figured why not do his best known book? I mean, it is, this is a 26 year old book and we can give it a, give it a try here. So, uh, why don't you read this 26 year old? Okay. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you three and only three facts about this book today. Three teeny tiny itty bitty facts about guess how much I love you by Sam McGratney. Here we go. Fact number one. It has been translated into 57 languages. Fact number two, 47 million copies have been sold worldwide. And finally, fact number three, the latest sequel to this book came out on September 29th in 2020. Now, the somewhat sad fact about this is the fact that Sam McBratney himself died not long before on September 18th. So sadly, he did not live to see the latest sequel to Guess How Much I Love You, but that is okay because this book is, as you can see, very, very famous. You're back. (coughs) You okay? You look a little little pale. (sighs) That was fast. You didn't linger on this one. Was it it because it touched you? In so the much. back of my throat, the <laughs> gag reflex, if that's what you're referring to. I'm thinking somebody loved it. I don't understand how anyone can. This should be an interesting conversation. <laughs> Tell me more. So, uh, okay. I'm going to be very interested if your reaction is the reaction I've heard other people have towards uh, this book who did not care for it. So, so we start off with a rabbit father. Yes. Yes. Rabbit Daddy. And his child. Sure. So there's little nut brown hair and mm. there's big nut brown hair. Right away. Very clear. And uh, the little guy, he's cute. Of course he's cute. Yeah. He's, he's a baby bunny. Yeah. He's like, guess how much I love you. Yeah. And that big is, I'm just going to call him big and, and little. You may as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. He's like, oh, I don't think I could guess that. And Little's like, this much. And he stretches out his arms. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. Mm-hmm. All right. That's like, cute. That's cute. And then the dad comes back. He's like, but I love you this much. And he extends his arms. And I'm like, oh, no. Is this going to be like when you're with that couple who's like, I love you more. No, I love you more. <laughs> no, I love you more. <laughs> that's what this is going to be. That's what I thought. Interesting. Okay, okay continue. Right. Continue. Yeah. It, it gets worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So then the little one's like, well, I love you as high as I can reach. And he gets on his tippy toes and he's reaching Yo, yeah, high into the sky. Yeah. And then the dad's like, well, I can, I love you as high as I can reach. And he's like, obviously like four times the towering, size. Yeah. Towering over his And side, then yeah. this is what gets me. Oh, interesting. The little one says, oh, I wish I had arms like that. And throughout the story, he's like, I wish I could do that. Or I mm-hmm. wish I could. And I was like, what? Now 
now Big is making Little feel bad. He's yeah, just, I know, right? And Big is just showing off with how high he can reach. It's like, uh, and this is what people object to. It's it's the one-upmanship of oh, it. Oh, don't wait. Yeah. Oh, don't oh, worry. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry. Give some away. Give some away. This, okay. this is building. It so. is, yeah. Yeah, so then, uh, so then the little one tries to... Uh, you know, say, well, I love you all the way to my toes. And he's upside down and mm-hmm. he's really cute against a tree. And then the big one is like lifting him up as high as he can and say, well, I love you all the way to your toes. And it's like really far out there. And I'm like, I, 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 is this just anything you can do? I can <laughs> yeah, do exactly. better. Yeah, yeah. I can do anything better than you. But, no, it's, you all from, but it's all from the dad. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, it's yeah, not it's like... the parent. It's not the little one trying to one up the parent, which no. is pretty common. Uh, it's the parent trying to one up the, the child. child. Yeah, I'm like, this is a child. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you, what are you trying to prove here, buddy? Right, <laughs> yeah. I, and I'm not discrediting little at mm-hmm. all. I, I I think big is the one that needs to stop doing this one upping. Right. Because, you know, Little is like, I love you. Yeah, at any point here, Big could just stop and be like, you got me. Right? I mean, but I, I'm i sure in his mind, he's like, if I don't constantly up my game, then it's going to seem like I don't love my son enough. No. Which is not the case, but I think that's what his internal logic is. Right. So, right. Yeah, yeah, so, okay. So, we, so, first the Little one's like, I love you. I can't hop. And then the big one's like obviously hopping much higher, yeah. and the little one's like, "I wish I could hop like that." Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, buddy, oh, a little breaking heart. Do you there, know yeah. anyone else? <laughs> Literally, anyone else that you could love? <laughs> <laughs> like, and that's the pull away quote for the episode. <laughs> yes. Because that's what I thought when they got to the river, where mm-hmm. Lil's like, I love you all the way down the lane as far as the river, which is probably like as, as far, far as he could possibly imagine. Or, yeah. or as far as far as he's allowed to go. Right. You know, because he's probably in a very small world. You know, obviously, oh, yeah. he can't Children be exploring. Work, yeah, live in very small. Right. There's owls. Right. So the big ones will go, I love you, across the river and over the hills. And I'm like, dude, you need to just... Bring it down. Scale like, it back, buddy. Like Scale 75%. It back. Mm-hmm. Bring it back. Yeah. This is just annoying. He's making this out to be a competition. I'm I'm just waiting for him every time to be like, hmm, nice try, kid. You'll never be as good as me. <laughs> <laughs> like but Yeah, where's this weird like competitive instinct coming from? Yeah. Maybe like his father is this like a passed down competition thing? Oh, interesting. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. I don't know. But then we get to nighttime, mm-hmm. and Little is getting very tired, and he says, I love you right up to the moon, and then he closes his eyes, and Big is like, oh, that's that's very, very far, and I was like, great, oh my gosh, he stopped, because <laughs> Big puts Little into like a little bed, and Little is smiling, you know, Big leans over and kisses him goodnight, and I'm like, oh, thank goodness. He finally <laughs> let it go. Oh, but wait, there's one more page where he ruins it. He ruins it. Where he says, I love you right up to the moon and back. Oh, come burn. on. Just. It's like he was trying to stop himself. Through the window. He was he was trying to stop himself, but there was that little that little nagging voice in the back of his head that was like, You can do better. You can do better. You could always do better. And and he has to listen to. I him mean, a he could. What was he? I was. What he's gonna do? Involve the solar system? Is he gonna be involved multiple universes? Like, 
I love you to the nebula and beyond. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Well, it's true. However, the book is uh, it, it's it's very popular. I have to tell you, this is this oh, is I'm one sure of... there's plenty of parents who are like, I read this to my child because it shows just how much I love them and I love them. <laughs> blah 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 blah. <laughs> well, there are some things that I like about it, so I will I will bring it up now. Actually, uh, Sam McGratney, the author, was asked why is this popular, and he did come up with his own reasons. Um, he said uh, the words are simple, direct. And I was like, yeah, they're simple and direct and true. Like, well, okay. Um, he liked the drawings because where well, he didn't illustrate it. It was, it was by a, an illustrator who he said he liked, um, there's a gangly awkwardness, a boniness about hairs that Anita Duram has captured with such a lovely soft palette. I agree with this. Her art, I do feel in some ways is better than the text because there is... It, I think gangly awkwardness is the correct term for this. They turned this into a pop-up book. So be grateful I spared you that. Thank but you. It is, um, it is well done as pop-up books go. It is, you know, when he's, when he's stretching his arms, you, you pull the tab and then his little arms open. And, uh, but it's the same. <laughs> now, the thing is, they've made other like, like sequels to this, but that were not illustrated by her. And of course, if you look at them, the, the the bunnies are very round. There's none of this weird boniness to them. They look like little cutesy, cute, cute. Like this, like essentially, if you just rounded these out and made them a little less weird looking, because they, they are kind of awkward and weird looking, which I, I like about well, they that. They have gigantic ears and gigantic Huge feet. feet, but they do have huge feet. I mean, their hairs were crying out loud, so, you know. I don't have anything against the illustration. I mean, it's fine. It's just the text that bothers the crap out of me. Well, there you go. There you go. And that brings us to... It's time for Bad British Accent Reader's Theater. All right. <laughs> so we're going to do a little We're gonna do a little play here. This is going to be awkward because I have to hold up my computer. But you're going to be the part of Sam McBratney. And then later you're going to be Sam McBratney and his wife. Um, I'm going <laughs> to be his editor, I think, in both of these. There's two of these all together. All right. Are you ready for this? Okay. All right. Here we go. All right. Uh, let me let me let me let me let me set the scene here. All right. All right. The seed for guess how much I love you was planted during a conversation between Sam McBratney and his editor Carolyn Rhodes at Walker Books. Sam explains how it all began. You have to do this in a bad British, like a British accent. We just say a British accent because we, we you are You want me to do a bad one? No, just do as good a one as you can. And I'm sure any Brits hearing this will be sad. So go Okay. For it. Uh, one day, my editor at Walker Books in London said, well, why don't you write a picture book, Sam? Oh, I said, I, do I not need to know an illustrator, Caroline? No. Wouldn't I have to work with an illustrator? You know, match text with drawing, that sort of thing? She shook her head. I said, well, you, you mean you want to send me you a page? Sam, said Carolyn, we have illustrators who can render in exquisite detail whatever your imagination can dream up. What we don't have are people who can write a powerful story using hardly any words at all. It looks as though it should be easy, Sam, but it's not easy. Guess How Much I Love You was an immediate success. The combination of iconic phrases and beautiful artwork coming to signify a way of saying I love you all over the world. 
It was shortlisted for the Kurt Meschler Award in the year of publication, and it was at that award ceremony that Sam discovered just how many people were already beginning to share in this extraordinary story. Now at the event, my or at the ceremony, my agent was talking to my wife while I was away talking to somebody else. My agent said, "Is he disappointed, Marilyn, that he didn't win?" No, Marilyn said. Well, now that he's actually here and the book hasn't won, well, he'll not be well pleased, but it won't fizz on him tomorrow. But he's a winner already, said my agent. It has sold a hundred thousand copies. Well, he doesn't know, said my wife. And I didn't. They went and got me. My reaction? A hundred thousand copies? Stunned. Silence. Pause. Nobody ever tells me nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for another edition of Bad British Accent Readers Theater. (laughs) Wonderful. So ratings time. Okay. Mm. Before I get to my rating, Mm. I just want to say that while I was trying to do some research on the book, like after I read it, I came across this website of this article on medium.com that's called can you guess how much I want to punch you in the crotch right now, big nut brown hair? <laughs> and it's brilliant. Because this is on Medium? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because yeah. they also talk uh, briefly about um, other books that we've... Uh, so I- I'll send you the link to... See, I'm fairly certain children's stories made horrific never covered this book. Uh, but it would be a prime candidate. I oh, would think. yeah. Yeah. No, mo- most <laughs> certainly it would be. Uh, so. I gave it a... Straight up two. A straight up two. I mean, all it's lacking is a little racism. (laughs) (laughs) If only he could have worked it in somehow. Yes. Um, you know, I don't have the uh, the antipathy for it that you do. Um, I like the art more than you do. Uh, at the same time, you know, this is one of those books, it, it definitely appeals to the parent more than the child to a certain extent. Now, I say that. Knowing full well that there could be easily hordes of people who write to us saying, my three-year-old was enchanted by this book for a full year. It was all that they asked me to read to them at Or bedtime. I was read this book when I was a child and I loved it. Now Absolutely. I'm reading it to my kids. Oh. It's entirely possible. Um, But in the pantheon of children's literature and great picture books, uh, it fills a need. It's 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 kind of in the same vein as Love You Forever. I mean, it's called Guess How Much I Love You, which is just a sneeze away from the same title. <laughs> um, far preferable. Uh, there were no extension ladders in this book. So True. right there, right there, I'm upping my rating. I would love to know what your rating for uh, Love You Forever was and how it would compare to this book. Because personally, I feel that this book is, is far Far better than that. It's a different kind of, you know, parent-child relationship where one is being super overprotective and this one's trying to one-up his child. Right. They're both awful. In the name of love. <sighs> Come on. In the name of love. <laughs> yeah, there we okay, go. Right, there we go. <laughs> um, so I am higher than you, but I am lower than a five. I'm a four. I think it's a perfectly decent, good book. Do I think it's a classic I do not necessarily think it is a classic. It has survived this long. 
it will continue to survive in this world and without us one way or another. I feel like maybe this it might be the need book help. that like grandparents give to their child when their child is getting ready to have it's a kid. It's a baby shower book. Yeah. It's what people get. There is a board book version. There is a pop-up edition. There's probably like a like a poofy quilted edition. And there's tons of sequels. So yeah, it, that that's what this yeah. is. I, I was kidding when I initially said I was going to loathe it. But then I actually do loathe it so <laughs> if anyone were to give me this book mm. um i would give it back to them but only if the book was the size of an elephant okay. just this gigantic like 20 wow. foot by 30 foot tall book and be that's like a... be like here you go wow yeah 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 that's all that's uh that's uh <laughs> i'm not even sure that's not really passive aggressive that's just straight up aggressive so <laughs> all right very good so not a classic not not a classic. Uh-huh. Sorry. And Sorry, let the folks. hate mail come in. It's okay. Letters time. <laughs> Speaking of hate mail. Speaking of hate <laughs> mail. No, this one comes from our mom. Uh, mom wrote in, and remember, so we looked at three books that could potentially win the Caldecott, one of which was Honeybee. Mm-hmm. And we asked, in one image, there appears to be lupins. And now we had just done Miss Rumpheus. Lupins were on our mind. We asked the good people if they were lupins uh no, no not according to mom she says uh do believe you may have some bears britches there which right there i did not know there was a plant called bears britches and i kind of love it she also writes also lovely though the cross section of the pregnant woman is that baby is going to be a breach uh this is the water protectors image yes i'm sorry now now we're talking about the water protectors is a beautiful image you said it should be tattooed on a woman's back yeah and it does show a baby yes the baby is breached its head is not down yet um plenty of time for that plenty of time Maybe it'll, she's it'll only move. six months pregnant you know it's, it was a pretty well-developed baby it's 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 definitely along there but i think it's it's got a it's got a chance to still be Still get its head down there at some point. <laughs> then she goes back to Honeybee uh, by Candy Fleming and Eric Roman. She says, oh, and uh, wasps get into beehives to steal honey. A lot about that in Pratchett, of course. Enter pedantic mama. Your sweet bee wasn't a drone. She was a worker. Start talking about drones. You have to start talking about mating and eventually what the workers snip off the drones when they push them out to freeze at the end of the season. But I digress. <laughs> I did not actually know any of that. That does not show up in the children's books I read about bees. So, right there. So, thanks, Mom! Okay. <laughs> Grown-up things we like. So, for Christmas, I was given these buttons I put on my Amazon list because I've been following this dog, Bunny, who presses buttons, and you can record your voice on these buttons. So, if you wanted to train your dog to say go outside you could press a button record your voice that says outside and that way your dog can you know let you know when it needs to go out Mm -hmm. instead of you know barking or or doing anything bad Uh, so it's taken our dog roughly two weeks two and a half weeks to figure out Oh, if I press said button, I get treat and go outside. So he's getting the hang of it. Okay, um, that's progress. So I highly recommend these buttons if you want to train your dog to use them. We we have uh, outside, we have hungry, and then I want to make one of the buttons say snoogle so he knows to jump up on me when I'm on the couch. Oh, that'd so be so sweet. We can, we can snoogle. Does he need to ask permission for that one? <laughs> no, because it's, it's better than the alternative of me going... For five minutes. Come on, boy. Come on. Come yeah. on. Come on. Let's go. 
Come on, you can do it. So, uh, yeah, so these buttons are kind of fun. Oh, that's very fun. The oh, only nice. qualm I have is that they slide on the ground, so when they try and press on the button, if it's um, not on a sticky surface, yeah. then it can just slide out from under them. Oh, that's so. a good caveat. You'd yeah. think they would have thought of that from when they made them. But yeah. yeah, it's all right. Uh, mine is a, a, a plethora of podcasts, I would say. Um, I've been trying out a bunch of different ones just because one podcast will recommend another podcast and that'll recommend another podcast. So I've got three that I've wow. been trying out. Um, real quick here. One of them is called This is Love. They did a lovely story on the Clearwater Monster, which was one of those uh, pranks done in, I think, the 1950s. Just so well done. It's a fun prank to hear about. No one gets hurt. And it really gets into what makes a good prank. Like, what? Like it doesn't hurt anybody. It gives everybody a lot of excitement. There's no harm done. It's just a lovely, a lovely podcast. So if you're, if you're going to try out uh, This Is Love, try out the Clearwater Monster episode. I, I highly recommend it. Ologies is another uh, science-based podcast. This is a woman who interviews different people of different ologies. For example, I'm going to quiz you on this. Cucurbitology would be a person who studies what? Bitter cucumbers. You're very close. Another word for bitter cucumber, pumpkin. So that's right. Yes. <laughs> uh, fulminology. Uh, big males. Of uh, big males, by which you mean lightning. Right. Yes. <laughs> and finally, this one, you should get this one. Uh, alligator ecotoxicology. Well, it speaks for itself. I right. Mean, it's alligators in the ecosystem. No. Uh, gator poisonings. There's a whole study of that, yeah. Now, their most popular episode was uh, on dendrology, uh, and I'll just give you this one. It was it's study of trees. Oh, trees. That's, yes, that's what I was going to say. Yes, about to say. Yeah. I could see it was right on the, yeah. the tip of your tongue. Um, a guy named Casey Clapp, they brought in. It was so popular, it was two bits, two different episodes, that they reran it, and he now has his own uh, podcast, which he's only, at this point, I think he's only got, like, two episodes out at this point. Um, but I highly recommend that you, you, you check them out. The name of the podcast that he has started, he and his friend rank trees. Each episode, they look at a different tree. Uh, they talk all about it and then they give it a ranking system. Not that dissimilar from our podcast. And it's called Completely Arbitrary. Mm. Did you get that? Mm -hmm. You see how he, how he did yeah. that? Yeah. Yep. Got it. It's complete. It's completely arbitrary. It's, yep. it's funny. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, uh, no, there's not much more to say beyond that. There's, well, yeah. the next week we'll hear about the results. Well, right? let's see. This will come out on Monday. So a week from when this episode comes out, we will hear the results. Yes. Okay. So they're coming. They're coming. I'm excited. I'm, man. I'm very excited. I, I should say I did think about doing a pregame show um, this year, but that would have had to have been like at 7 a.m. And I simply don't have a, I literally don't have a room in my home where I could have done a pregame show because even your closet, my closet could attached to my bedroom where my husband would be asleep. Uh. And I'm not going to wake him up at 7 a.m. like, honey, 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 leave the room. I need to talk to people about kids books. Like it's not going to, it's not going to happen. So sorry, not this year, but by gum, next year is the 100th anniversary of the Newbery Awards. So, so next year you're kicking him out. Oh, of bed. he's out of the bed. <laughs> or I'm taking a studio. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. Okay. But until that time happens, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye.
Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse Number 8 Kate. Listen to us on Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, or Player FM, or follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our cucur bitologist is Drew Etienza. Fuse 8 and Kate is a creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Bird.